0: Welcome to Peak to Pit, alley Peak, TJ Pittinger. It's been a couple weeks. We've been busy. We've had some stuff going on, but we are back and excited to talk sports with you. But TJ, let's catch up a little bit first. It's been a while. We went from like w- doing a show every single week, talking to each other every minute. The last couple weeks has been like a little crazy for us.
1: Yeah, there's there have been birthdays. There have been weddings. There have been vacations. Um, it's been wild. In both of our houses. And so yeah. much like the NCAA, we had a dead period. We had a three-week break dead period um, <laughs> over here. So uh, also, like, there, there wasn't a lot going on. Obviously, nothing going on in college football. We, we finally have some news this week to talk about. Nothing going on in college yep. football. Um, you know, you can only say so much about, you know, your hockey team that just dominates every single team that they play and, and is about to go back to back. And so we took some time off. I would say we enjoyed some, Well, I, I enjoyed my time, but I mean, I just, you know, we've been crazy busy enjoying our time, I guess is the better way to yeah. say it. We, uh, there was a week where, I mean, it was guys week here one week in this house, um, where, um, Bryant's, well, my birthday was on, uh, Bryant's birthday party was on a, a Saturday. I think my birthday was the next day. And then we had Brian's birthday was just three or four days later. And then father's day was was that next? It Sunday. was your so
0: week. It was the one I feel like it's always your week in your house. Your know, wife I've, is a same. I
1: feel like it's opposite. Like it was the one week out of fifty-two that we celebrated the guys in this house instead oh, of the girls for the for fifty fifty-one weeks. So uh, things have returned. The balance of power has re- returned. Like we are celebrating Thank the God. girls once again uh, and will for the next you know roughly forty-nine weeks until the middle of June next year. Uh, you guys went <laughs> on vacation. You went out of town. Uh, tell us about that.
0: We did. We went to um, Highlands, North Carolina, Highlands and Cashers area, which is like Northwest um, Carolina mountains. I have a old fam- family friend that was getting married. Hadley and Hayden were the flower girls in her wedding. There was like a lot of a lot of pressure. My kids have been in four weddings, right? So it's not like they haven't done this before, but this wedding was, uh, the altar was on a 45 degree angle up stone steps into the side of a mountain. Hadley and Hayden had to first walk up those stairs and drop rose petals everywhere, which were like standard flower girl stuff, but not used to doing it on an angle. Then they had to run down the side of the hill, which did not have steps on the side, try not to eat it in their little flower girl dresses, and come back around to the end of the wedding party and pick up the bride's veil. And then each one of them had to hold a corner of the veil and carry it... Far enough away from her that it didn't drag on the ground or touch the stone steps, but close enough that it didn't pull out of her head (laughs) while they were walking up this 45 degree angle. I was stressing because, you know, one step too far pulls out of her head, one step too close, they trip over it. Um, so I was stressing. And then when the wedding was over, they also had to stand up there with the groomsmen and bridesmaids, which has not been the case in every other wedding they've been in. Every other wedding they've been in has been a full Catholic mass. So they sent the flower girls to like sit with their parents during the service, which I kind of prefer because 12 minutes or 20 minutes or 40 minutes, however long the ceremony is going to be of Hadley and Hayden on display is not my favorite 20 minutes. Um, because you never know what they're going to do up there, left to their own devices, but so they were up there <laughs> the whole time. They were pretty good. A wasp kept flying around Hayden, so she did kept kind of like swatting the air like kind of like ninja uh like, which was pretty amusing. and then, as soon as the bride and groom were married, they had to pick the veil back up and then follow them down the mountain, which was also terrifying. Uh, they were also the only children at this wedding at all but they were good. They were. They had a lot of fun. They cut the rug. Hayden slept till nine thirty the next morning. I think she danced with every person at this wedding. Um, it was good. And then after that, we had booked a house in Lake Glenville, which Highlands and Cashers, Glenville is all like right up there in this same area that we love to visit. And so, anyway, we got a house um, just off the lake. So on one side, we could. Our views were the lake. The other side, our views were the mountain range. Um, and we just did a ton of hiking and swimming. And uh, we went gem mining. The girls each found some cool gems, so they each got to pick one to turn into a ring. Um, it was it was just really fun. And there's something about like watching your kids dig up earthworms and then fish with them, and watching them, you know, hike up the side of a mountain when they're a little scared, but like you know they know they can do it. Or or go down sliding rock or swim underneath the waterfall when it's 45 degrees coming out or whatever. That is just like different than what we do in our everyday life. And it is so much fun.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. We, uh, It's good to break away and do, like you just said, different stuff. Like yeah. This isn't like super wild or anything. I mean, certainly not like climbing up mountains and stuff like you guys were doing, but we also have littler, well- halfway literally littler kids than your years. oldest child is right. younger than yeah. our
0: oldest child so you're not to the we're point not, where it's even that. worth doing this we're stuff not yet taking
1: those trips they don't remember
0: we that. wouldn't be taking alexandra and emerson right. if we weren't taking um, uh hadley and hayden
1: but we set up a little like small splash pad in the front um, uh-huh yard last week and Elena just begged to go out there every day and play with it. So we have a big dead patch now because it literally sat out there all week because we were like, Um, I'm not putting it out if she's going to.
0: I so feel that because we definitely have that in our, uh, (laughs) in our backyard too.
1: um, But yeah, no, just something different. Like last night it was pouring raining and Elena was like, I want to go look at the rain. And so I literally like, I mean, it was right before their bath. So I literally just walked out in the rain with her and yeah. she was dying laughing and we were just spinning around. I was like, okay, let's go in before we get sick again. Um, right. But uh, yeah, like just, just go have fun. Um, so yeah. So it a- is,
0: it's so fun to see it's, it's, you know, they're out of their comfort zone. There's something really neat about that. Um, I, that my, some of my best memories from growing up are, you know, things like that, moments like that. So I love doing those things with my children.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, so jumping into, we said we had some NCAA news. Nothing like I feel like our country right now is so uh, divided. Um, Nobody can agree with anybody on anything. Everything is so political, and the way that you know, even in Congress, the way that votes happen right now, there are fifty, you know, Republican senators and fifty Democratic senators, so every vote, you know, splits fifty fifty right now. Right, you know, the only thing that people in this country can agree on is that the NCAA is a corrupt organization, right? Right. And so like all nine Supreme Court justices, conservatives- how
0: often do we get all nine voting the same way? I feel like not that often.
1: Well, yeah, because usually things wouldn't make it t- up Something that- Something that
0: obvious wouldn't make it that far. Right.
1: right? You know, like isn't going to go that high. And so there right. would be some interpretation like, oh, I read this this way, you read this this way you're going to split five, four, you're going to split six, three, or even like seven, you know, a lot of times it is split down, you know, kind of
0: political, right. Which we wish it wouldn't because that's not what it's supposed to be. But,
1: but the only thing that this country can agree on is that the NCAA is a corrupt organization that, uh, (coughs) needs to be humbled and is about to be, you know, and, and will, uh, happen happening tonight that'll change the landscape of college football forever. But, uh, yeah, in a in a nine zero decision, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled against the NCAA, saying that basically, yeah, that they were corrupt. I mean, I don't know any other well, way to say. So that.
0: this <laughs> argument was very was just based on education related benefits, and so uh, it, as not, it, it didn't really get into the de- definition of that. But I think that that would be um, tutoring help. That would be books. That would I, I would assume be room. And board as well, but I, I don't really know exactly how they're defining that. But they, this was a very narrow lawsuit. But one of the things that Justice Kavanaugh said that I think um, is probably a precursor, it may honestly even be like virtue signaling to some other people to go ahead and bring this to the Supreme Court. He said, This is a quote, nowhere else in America, can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate? The NCAA is not above the law. And what he's talking about in that is that the NCAA's argument was that these athletes being amateurs are... It is what differentiates college athletics from professional athletics. It's what makes the product different, right? But there's a, absolutely a way to be an amateur athlete a, and still get what you are are worth, if that makes sense, or at the very least, be paid what you deserve. I don't even know if paid what you're worth is the right way to phrase that, but but paid what you Uh, something that's fair. You're giving your body to this university, to the sport. You are getting a degree, but there's a lot of costs that comes with that. And so making sure that you can, you know, pay your medical bills when you have to have three knee replacements, when you retire or graduate or whatever, is not that huge of an ask. Um, But it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Another quote, the NCAA couches arguments for not paying student-athletes in innocuous labels, but the labels cannot disguise the reality. The NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. Right. And we talked about this before the show. We talked, they basically say, we don't pay them because they're amateurs uh, or we don't pay- And they're
0: amateurs because we don't pay them. Right. Like Like, it was
1: like very circular, very, very, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what makes- and oh, we don't pay them because they're amateurs and them being amateurs is, is because we don't pay them. Yeah, is the basis for our model, right? Like we right. you know, it's what right. it's what makes, our, that it's doesn't what makes work, our product like, so great. Yeah. Right. It's like saying, well, that's like, well, we literally don't, like we don't, saying
0: we don't, we don't, we don't go pay, ahead.
1: Yeah, we don't pay our uh, our dish boy because we want him to uh, yeah, it's just stupid, we, right? Like we, we want didn't him to work. We pay for our it.
0: slaves because if we right. did, they'd be workers and not slaves. Right, yeah. And that's it's, a really ridiculous Argument. Um, Interestingly, I did read that the plaintiffs essentially had the option to argue a broader challenge and chose to do a very narrow scope on purpose, basically, because they wanted to get away with a win as opposed to attacking a larger view without kind of knowing where the Supreme Court stood. On any of this, so it should make it easier for more cases to come down the road because they 've taken the temperature of the Supreme Court. they know where they stand on this, and they know now how to tailor their arguments to something that 's going to appeal to them whereas beforehand i don 't think any of us knew what the Supreme Court thought about any of this it 's not common for uh, you know a lawsuit involving the NCAA or college athletics to make its way to the Supreme Court. That is not a a regular occurrence. Um, so instead of taking a loss on broader issues, they wanted the small win so that they could then build the case going forward, which honestly is smart. You know, I said a minute ago we were talking about that there's not really a, a definition of educated re- education-related benefits. So it's really ambiguous, right? And so now we're going to come into the issues of who's to say what an athlete needs for their education, right? Do they need a $2,000 computer? Do they need a $10,000 computer? Do they, you know, uh, do they need a $1,000 video monitor to stream lectures? Um, do they need a $5,000 internship or a $15,000 insur- internship? Like somewhere in there, I think that the court did talk about um, what they refer to as a no Lamborghini rule, which it basically is um, – I, you know, you, you don't need to be having this excess money that can be thrown around to buy expensive cars or, you know, houses or things like that. But there's a big difference between, like, amazing education-related benefits and cars, right? So uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion in the coming days and weeks and months about how we define what an education-related ex- expense or benefit is and what we decide is good enough,
1: It's also interesting to kind of wonder and be curious around the fact of will uh, this has this may not have anything to do with this, but I mean, it feels like it does to me. So I'll I'll get your take. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the NCAA starts treating um, teams differently. Maybe maybe that's something that that could end up. Um, kind of all tying into this, we talk about education-related expenses, and so you immediately think about tuition, you think about potentially room and board, you think about the uh, for the athletes, the weight rooms and the access right. to the trainers and different things that they have like that. Well, we've seen over the last several months, um, the NCAA continue to just get egg on their face time and time again with uh, regards to um, female sports, right? We, right? we saw the way right. that the NCAA um, women's tournament Differed from from what was happening with the men's tournament with with regards to food and weight rooms. We saw that um in the women's golf uh regional, the 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 course was soggy, and so they basically just said like, "Ah, this is we're going to scrap this and not even play it." I and mean, they never would have done that in in men's golf. That women's softball, they had a team <laughs> playing at midnight again. Not not something that you know a lot of out outcry over that. Obviously, it was Florida, right? State, but a lot of outcry from. All of the coaches, not just FSU or Oklahoma State's coaches, but all of the coaches and in, in how wrong that was. And and the list goes on and on, right? Like I'm not gonna go, you know, there, there's more and and obviously, you know, we, we see them, we know about them. But um, if you're given, you know, how does that change? How how, do, sure. how does the NCAA or how does the Supreme Court or just whoever would hear a, a case later, you know, jump in on well, all of that?
0: And here's the sad thing. The NCAA is motivated by only two things, right? Lawsuits and legislation.
1: I thought you were going to say money.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they're motivated by money as well, but they're only motivated to change based on lawsuits and legislation, right? Like they, I cannot recall a single time the NCAA made a change that benefited student-athletes on their own without essentially having their hand forced. So this is no different. Um,
1: well, yeah, just I- just like I mean, so so Title Nine is only the only people that are held to the Title Nine standards are universities, correct? Like the NCAA correct. does not. So it, the Florida State University, Florida Miami, all these schools.
0: Could, now the funny thing is, is that the NCAA holds them to these Title right. Nine things, but, but not themselves, right?
1: So Florida State couldn't just say like, oh, well, you're a male football player, like yeah, you get this locker or you get this weight room, and right. you know. So anyway like like you know the what we've seen at these different events has just been absurd so anyway
0: yeah i mean it's it is uh incredibly disheartening to know that the you know the people in charge that want to preach equality uh, you know on a lot of different fronts are so um unwilling to hold themselves to the same standard but here we are so, but um, we did talk off air a tiny bit about um, name, image, and likeness, which becomes a thing basically what tonight at midnight, right? Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry. So, there, I was going to say there is actually a um, hearing that is coming up uh, a court case against the NCAA where the plaintiffs are requesting that the NCAA not be allowed to have. Um, name, image, and likeness restrictions on athletes at all. The NCAA made a motion to dismiss the case that was denied. So this will continue to, uh, you know, move through the court system. But we'll, I'll be interested to see if this also ends up at the Supreme Court because, given the statements from Kavanaugh, Gorsuch had a few things to say. Obviously, they bo- voted nine nothing. Um, you would think that that wouldn't bode well for the NCAA.
1: I mean, you would hope not. Right. And we've, you know, we I've talked to a lot of people about this and it's very difficult obviously to get into, but obviously some, some things are changing with it, but you know, the, these colleges and these universities and the NCAA make a lot of money on the backs of these players and stuff. And so, you know, I think it's going to have some positive effects for some people and some negative effects yeah. for some others. Well, you know, like I, you, you know, know yeah. they're they're making money on the backs of a lot of, and I mean, just you and I have talked about like, you know football, slight basketball, maybe a little baseball, and that's about it, right? Like right. there's not football, a, you know, a lot
0: of schools, basketball, some schools, and baseball, very couple, few schools, right? Right. And nothing like, else. It's, it's, and
1: there are one there are one offs here and there, but n- essentially. Nothing else in the country makes money. Right. Like everything else um, operates at a loss. And a lot a of those basketball and baseball lo- operate at has, losses too.
0: That has long been the argument of why we couldn't pay student athletes because universities as a whole couldn't afford to do it because most athletic programs at best break even. There obviously are, are some that make money overall, but the vast majority break even or even lose money and then are subsidized by their university, their athletic department is every single year because of the large number of non-revenue generating sports that there are. So the argument has always been most universities cannot afford to pay their athletes. Now, if the money came from the NCAA, which is the logical next step, right? Um They could afford to do it. The interesting thing about the name, image, and likeness to me that – and you and I have discussed this ad nauseum, but I don't really honestly think that this is going to help a whole lot of people, right? There's not actually that many athletes on any given team that are going to make any real amount of money off of their name, image, and likeness. Like, Think about – every year college football season you can think of a handful of players who will probably make great money because people might be interested in national commercials or product endorsements sponsorships things like that then you get to your college towns and there's maybe let's say 10 or 15 guys on a team that could get money you know promoting local car dealerships local restaurants bars you know things like that but as a whole the average athlete in college is not particularly marketable.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what it does
0: not improving the conditions overall for these athletes.
1: Yeah. I, I think I, I think I follow your logic. I think there are more people that are going to get some, some benefit of this. I, I lean a little farther that like, more, I think more than you think will, and it won't be like substantial money. It's but like it'll be a like bar
0: being like, "Hey, you twenty show up, we'll pay you each two hundred bucks to be here to sit in VIP and drink for free, so that people want to come here." It's going to end up being really small blips on the radar for the most part. Now for, that doesn't now, mean that but that extra two hundred bucks lot. might not benefit yeah. that player. Now, if they do, but you know, it's not going to be car money. Or uh, you know, house money or things that I think that some people are kind of picturing no, in their but in I, their head.
1: But I think for a college kid that's like not necessarily going to you know, you know, your your Trevor Lawrence is right, like obviously he's not there. Yeah, it's gonna be massive for them, but your right. third string offensive lineman that makes an extra, you know. for, or whatever you said, $300 for doing an event. He does 10 of those through the season. Sure. It I makes mean, when they're talking about having 20
0: bucks left in their wallet after they pay their bills for the semester, right. the extra 200 or 300 does make a difference, right. right? But not even every guy on the team will even have that opportunity for that amount of money. So I think my point is essentially, if we really want to help these athletes overall, which I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, mar- I'm married to somebody that I watched struggle as a college athlete. Back when Eric played you couldn't have Florida and, and, Bright Futures. And Allie, was lo- um, and Allie
1: was loaded and didn't help him out at all. So
0: I paid <laughs> some of Eric's bills in college. But I, I, back when Eric played, you couldn't have Florida Bright Futures and an athletic scholarship. Now you can. So that would have been a benefit to Eric because he had to choose. So he had his football scholarship. His parents made too much money for him to qualify for Pell Grant, but then also didn't give him money. So Eric had less money than anybody on his team that qualified for Pell Grant, whose parents didn't give him anything. Um, and the, the way that the scholarship money was divvied out, it was like, do I pay rent or do I pay electric water and my cell phone bill. Like there was never enough for what things actually cost. So, if we're trying to help these athletes, a better way to do that would probably be to yearly look at what things cost in the city that these teams are in. Right now, they do it every 10 years. Think about the price that things have changed. Like, let's just look at rent. When I, my freshman year of college, it was $500 a room at the nicest apartment complex in Gainesville, right? Uh, so $1,500 total if it's a three-bedroom Talking apartment. like
1: 30, I, 30-ish years ago?
0: Uh, shut up. Not that long ago. <laughs> By the time my brother was there six years after me, it was like $900 a room. And th- I, I don't even know what it is now because I don't uh, – uh, but the think about that jump and there probably would have been no impact study over the course of me leaving and him getting there. And those are the things that we can do that can help these athletes, but nobody is talking about that. They're more concerned about this athlete having the ability to do a commercial for a car dealership, which I'm all for. I'm fine with it, but I just think it's silly that we act like this is going to make a huge impact across the board. It's going to make an impact to uh, a big impact to a few, a minor impact to, let's say, a lot and no impact to some guys on these teams when there are ways to impact all of them.
1: Yeah, I think this is the, to be fair though, this is like the easiest, this is the easiest one to do. Like my, I hate when you get older and you start like saying, um, you start saying things that like your parents used to say. Um, yeah. Like their little sayings and stuff. My stepdad always used to say, if it is to be, it's up to me, right? Yep. And so essentially- mm-hmm. What this is going to do is put it back on the players, right? And I I think there are more ways that they should potentially be um, compensated. I I don't disagree with that at all. The
0: generation that ate Tide Pods is in charge of their own uh, saving. If you –
1: if you're only getting paid two hundred dollars and you want to make X number, you need to do a billion events, right? Or you need to right, do right. you need to do more, or yeah, but you're the more. third string
0: walk on that they literally won't pay. Then what do you do? Uh,
1: you have to find a way to make yourself marketable, right? You have to, like FSU is putting in um, that Apex program that we talked about when it right. first came out that can benefit. Um, Kids all over, right? We talked, uh, there's right. an FSU women's soccer player that has, she she's graduated, but has 1.5 million followers on Twitter, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and she, and she, you know, played a non-revenue generating sport, right? Women's soccer and right. has a million right. and a half followers. It's on you to become marketable, right? Like I'm an absolute sure. nobody and have 6,000 followers, right? Like, so yeah. figure out a way to yeah. up your social media impact to become marketable to – because if you had 20 – you may be the third-string walk-on, but if you can just get online and be funny and be marketable and you sure. can get up to 20,000 followers, then they'll pay you well, for Instagram posts and this, is that, and the It's also
0: interesting because there's lots of teams that have social media bans during the season for their players. I mean, I so can't it'll be imagine interesting that. interesting to see how that is Yeah, I can't imagine too um, much of affected. that holds up.
1: And very, which few, is, very few of them still. Like who still has them? Like you guys have them, we don't have them.
0: Uh, it depends on the season. It depends on the situation. If you know Florida loses and somebody talked smack to the media and the post game conference, you better believe you're not going to see a player I mean, on Dan, social media that Dan next Mullen, week.
1: Dan Mullen's dumbass, after everything he says after after games, better not be banning any players from
0: <laughs> listen from,
1: from from social media. That's my coach.
0: With, I'm good with, with my, any Spurrierism that takes place. Nah,
1: Spurrier okay. wasn't a jackass. Oh, <laughs> like are you Mullen. kidding?
0: Ask Tennessee. See what they think about that. Oh, if I they mean, agree with that statement.
1: Yeah. Spurrier was talking crap about other players, not like, or not other players, other, other, teams. T- other teams. Other teams, is what I meant, not, not necessarily players specifically. Mullen just gets on TV and acts like a clown every time that he gets interviewed after any. I don't think so. So, yeah, Mullen better not be banning anybody from sending out tweets. Well, um,
0: I'm just saying, there, there will be some interesting consequences of this, and I'm here to watch it all.
1: Um, Talked a little name, image, and likeness. We've been on here for about half an hour, so I don't want to go too much longer because shorter show. But uh, talk to me about this twelve-team proposed. It sounds like this is happening. Twelve-team playoff.
0: They're gonna be voting on it, and if it passes, it's gonna pass. I can tell. It's gonna it's gonna go into effect in twenty twenty three. So like soon, right? I am here for this. Eric and I Uh, are fighting. Yeah, you want your team. You want your team
1: to be able to make the playoff. I get it.
0: Eric and I have been fighting about this playoff since this was announced, right? He thinks it's terrible. Um, His – so, and my brother thinks it's terrible too, which is also interesting. So we've been having all of these different discussions. My brother thinks it's terrible because he thinks that it's not a good idea to force these players to do anything else with their bodies, like to put any more strain on them. My thing is if you're playing in your conference championship and you're playing in a bowl game or you're playing in the – the first round of the playoffs, and then in the finals, we're literally talking about one more game, right? If your team makes the four team playoff, then if they make the 12 team playoff, because if they make the four team playoff, they probably means they're getting a bye for the 12 team playoff. So we're literally talking about one game. Eric's issue with it is the fact that um, the top four teams that get a bye all have to be conference champions. He has an issue with that because he says that it's ridiculous to think that, like, let's say the Pac-12 champion, Pac-10 champion, who has, uh, you know, three or four losses, something like that, would potentially get a buy over, let's say, a one-loss conference runner-up or something like that. He thinks that that doesn't make sense, and he thinks it's going to cause an issue if it's not just okay. The top four teams, you get a buy if they're ranked in different in different aspects and they get a buy. My thing is... I don't really care as long as if it's going to be as big as you twelve. You just want
1: you just want a way for Florida to get in, and so this is your way <laughs> to get your team. No, I understand but what Florida it's. Would understand been
0: in a twelve-team playoff the last three years. I understand if, that it's tough if it had existed. I
1: understand that um, it's tough that the college football playoff has existed for what now seven years, and you've never seen your team in it. I know that sucks. <laughs> so I know you. I get why you're a fan. Like you don't have to sell it to me. I understand it.
0: I, just, I think I'm Erics not a fan are, of it going to twelve teams. Right. I, I but if it does, I don't mind this model. Right.
1: So I, I liked the idea of 16 more, um, just because I feel oh, like
0: God, we just let everybody in. What the hell? Well,
1: so I, here's where I'm at. Regular I like season
0: doesn't even matter. It, it
1: doesn't now anymore. Anyway, you know, like it, it just doesn't. Well, no, I'll tell you I'll what, the bowl season ex-
0: for sure doesn't matter right. outside of this now. And, and,
1: and it, and it didn't last year and it did not the year before. And so that's why I think I don't I know. I, I
0: feel like it doesn't even less
1: now. Right. And that's why I was a fan of, you know, just make it 12 or 16. Because right. we will get more exciting bowl games. If you think if there's a 16-team playoff, a 16-team playoff means that there are 15 games, right? There's got to be 15 losers. So there's 15 games. Um, that would essentially... Well, like, how many bowls are there? About 30? So la- last year... 87. In, last year in the 30 bowls that, that we had, legitimately like 25 of them sucked. A last year was were good. awful
0: for bowl games. Yeah.
1: And it's good. And it would have kept getting worse because all these guys opt out, right? Like you've got Florida with their best right. offense that they've ever had. And all their guys sit out, like nobody played. It was terrible right. to see that. Right. Like, and you'd think like, oh, well they're going up against Oklahoma, another great offense. Right. No, that game was terrible because Florida, I mean, you know, Trask had a rough game. I get it. But like pitch was out. All these guys are not playing. That's right. That, that's crappy football. And so I like the idea of expanding the playoffs just so, so that you
0: think those guys all play if it's a playoff.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like you're trying to play to win. Now, if you're the 16 seed, maybe not, but I mean, I think they do play like if the game matters, I, I think you're going to see yeah. less opt-outs to me. That's the biggest benefit. Yeah. All that said, the correct system was the BCS two teams. Yeah. Four right, was a mistake. Right. Four was a mistake because it would eventually lead. Honestly, though, read- we
0: kind of get like use the BCS system to get this right.
1: No, I-, I think the college football playoff committee is asinine. I think that that's stupid, and we should just go back. I to sh- much
0: prefer some sort of computer system that tells Correct. me versus because you know people you know for sure. yeah
1: because one year game control matters, and then the next year conference championships matter, sure. and then the next year sure. your resume matters, and then the next year strength of schedule matters, and so like so, it's always changing with the BCS – yes, it was always the same.
0: For me, the only saving grace is with 12 teams, it's very difficult for me to argue that the 13th team belongs, right? So to Eric's point about it should just be the top four, not the top four college champions um, or conference champions, teams five through 12 get their shot, right? So if it was just... Uh, To be in the playoffs, it's four teams and you have to be a conference champion. I would not be on board with that at all. But I do think there should be some reward for taking care of your own business. If you play... Let's say in the Big 12 or whatever, you can't help that the other teams in your conference aren't as good as maybe some of the other conferences, right? That's not something you have any control over. The only thing you can control is winning your schedule. So it's hard for me to, you know, be fully against the argument that they took care of business when there's other opportunities for those teams that maybe looked better or were ranked higher to also get it yeah see i don't we're just talking about the buy if we're talking about just straight up four teams i'm not in favor of you having to win your conference to be the to be to be in i don't like the idea that a crappier big 12 team gets in over a team from another conference who played a a way harder schedule and is a better team but has a loss like that's i'm not cool with that i am super pumped about how it screws notre dame there, and I'm interested. So what i will say see. is, there's no
1: way that gets upheld. Like Notre Dame will, like they. If you don't think that college football, that the NCAA is going to bend over backwards to make every exception, so and so do you think that Notre can, Dame
0: will join the ACC though? No. I mean, I why would you I not think, just join the conference that because, you're in for every other sport? And it worked because, well last year
1: because of money. Like they don't want a revenue share. They 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 want. Yeah, to well, you know, Notre right, Dame a zero percent chance. Here,
0: Notre Dame wins three playoff games to here, get to to become national champions. So you want yeah. to give yourself that little edge during I mean, a conference? You'll win the ACC every other year.
1: Here's what I think is crazy. I I can't believe that you don't think the NCAA will bend over backwards to accommodate whatever. I Notre mean, Dame I, wants. like you. You I truly do, believe that? You truly no. believe right now that that. That Notre Dame is I never going to I think have that a, they
0: will try and benefit Notre Dame. Yes, that so requires a tweak to the proposed and, plan. And, though. It and it if we're will, talking it about will, the proposed plan. Happen. I that, love that it screws Notre Dame. Well, because I, mean, I don't that, think you should get favoritism. Be. Because but that's you should never, get favoritism because you're not at a conference. I mean,
1: that's just never. I I understand that, and I don't like Notre Dame either. I mean, I hope we beat their heads in week one. I'm just telling you, it's, not, I, I, yeah. it's just not well, going to happen. Well,
0: I think it's an interesting point of discussion. And I think that if the NCAA wants them to join a conference, this is their way to force their hand.
1: Yeah, they won't do that. The NCAA is weak. They never make the right decisions. Uh, it's just not going to happen, unfortunately.
0: But And I do like that there's no maximum number of teams from any particular conference that can get in. Well, there's never been that.
1: There's never been that. There in has the, in the and,
0: BCS there was. Two teams could get in for, in the BCS from your conference. You could not get in a third team.
1: That's not true at in, all. Yes, it is. That, that's yes
0: not, it is.
1: In 20 it's no, that it's not. In 2013, uh, let me look it up for you. In in 2012, I believe you guys had three or four teams in. Twenty twelve. You're talking about in BCS playoff games. Or like just BCS bowl games.
0: No, BCS bowl games, I believe, is what it was. Yeah. You guys had you guys played. Uh,
1: Alabama obviously played, and Texas A&M played that year. Uh, but is that anymore. the year
0: that they did the extra?
1: There, there um, were there were times that that more happened, but I, I don't know. I don't. To me, I don't know what, what what's going to happen with the with the college football playoff games. I mean, there. I mean, there aren't even. Be, but there's never been a limit. Like last year, you could have as many. Like if there were like if the top eight teams were all from the SEC, they'd have been the at larges.
0: Right. It wasn't an issue for the playoffs, but it was for the BCS. I'm telling you, you could only have uh, – look at this. I'm reading an article right now. Six SEC teams could have well found themselves in the top 12 by end of the season, but with the two-team per conference limit, that shuts out all of the rest of the teams. That was a BCS rule.
1: So in 20 – when did Alabama and LSU play each other? 2009? Alabama LSU national and, champion. So you're telling me no more teams were in the BCS champion. That was 2012. So 2012. Yes, you guys went to a BCS bowl. Like that's just not even – I know you're reading that article. But that's when but they
0: added the BCS championship game. Well, then your article
1: outdated.
0: But I'm just saying that was a rule at one point. So I like that that's not incorporated well, I mean, in that. I mean, That was, was part of the BCS model. Uh, that was part of the BCS model is that – so, it this well, that is, was yeah, dumb. It's a, that was dominating the fixed four it, original know. BCS Bowl contracts. Um, you, you got to choose your conference champion that you had your tie in, and then there could be one other team for because there's a six automatic bids as conference champion, then there were four at large bids, and each conference could only have two total teams. Right.
1: It. Well, that got changed. That, that obviously got changed. I understand
0: that, but my point is, they could have done that in this, and I would not have been a fan. I think it's good that it could be, and I think that there's literally, if you look at last year, there probably would have been five SEC teams in it.
1: Well, thank but, God, thank God there. And were, I know everyone that's not
0: an SEC fan thank, is going to say, like, thank
1: God there wasn't, because half of them wouldn't have played their players, like <laughs> you guys.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully our <laughs> players would have played if it was a playoff, but I, you know, who knows? But I just, I, I think that it's good because at the end of the day everybody should want the best teams there right regardless if that means that there's a lot of one conference and i hope that i would feel this way whether or not my conference was the dominant conference in college football because we should want to see the best matchups on the field not the best matchups within whatever you know rules we place on these teams if we're going to do this let's do it right let's do it the right way let's make sure we're actually seeing the best teams so this, in this playoff. So this, if we're going to make all bowls meaningless, it needs to count.
1: I mean, they already are. And so, like, I don't think the playoff has changed this is changing anything.
0: This makes it even worse, in my opinion. This, I, You will see way more opt-outs after this. You will see attendance drop in all of these other bowl see, games. I don't think you're you, going to see
1: that many more opt-outs because how many opt-outs... Okay, so you've got 12 playoff teams, right? The the twentieth ranked teams and lower like your Coastal Carolinas and your Liberties from like I'm trying to think of the teams this year, those guys those nobody was opting out of those games you know so like your your twentieth to fortieth ranked teams that are playing in the lower level bowls, those guys aren't going first second round you know so I think you, you you'll see some opt outs but I don't think it's going to be much different I think you're gonna you're gonna see less opt outs overall like if we looked right, right. now at the final Rankings. Final. Uh, yeah. College football rankings from 2021. Um, your your top twelve ended with Alabama, uh, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, AM, Oklahoma, Florida, Cincinnati, Georgia, Iowa State, Indiana. Like your bottom twelve, your bottom teams from there, Louisiana, Lafayette, San Jose State, NC State, Tulsa, BYU guys aren't opting out from there you know northwestern coast liberty i just think think this makes them
0: even less meaningful and takes they were
1: absolutely this was the worst bowl season last year was the worst bowl season we've ever agreed but i also think that
0: there were a lot of 20 factors
1: this year coming up no i'm telling you with name like and everything else this next year coming up is going to be worse COVID or no COVID this next bowl season is going to be even worse because the standard has been set that when yeah. you finish your season, if you're not competing for a championship, you opt out and that's just yeah. what's going to happen.
0: Well, and that's I, the thing is like, that it used to be looked at as quitting on your team and, it, and now it's, it's seen not as it's, it's acceptable. Right.
1: And I, and I, and I see both sides of that. I see the side of that, that wants my players to play and once, but if I was in the same situation and I was risking millions of dollars, I probably would do it too. You know, like I just, I understand it. I think, there's so much more money in it now than there was 15 years ago. So, I'll tell you this. Florida State could have an unbelievable year by their standards, right? Coming off a three-win season. And Milton could be really, really good. Best quarterback in the state. And he's opting out, right? Like, when we go if we go 8-4, and four, right? Like, we just blow minds. He's opting out. Like, there's no way he's playing in that meaningless bowl game. And he shouldn't. Like, coming off a major, like, he should go get paid. You know? Like, hey, you did your work. You came and you saw in Congress. But... Florida state somehow went nine and three, 10 and two made a 16 game or a 12 game playoff or nine and two, 10 and two, something like that. He would play like, there's no doubt he would play. And that's, I think that's what you're going to see is now that more teams are in and can play, their guys aren't going to opt out. Right. You know? And then, like Uh, you said, all those bottom tier teams anyway, I mean, who's, who's opting out from Louisiana Lafayette. Who's opting right. out? From the I would like
0: game? to see. I honestly don't know off the top of my head the stats of who opted out from those smaller teams, but I would be interested in knowing. Um, I do think the teams that make the playoffs it makes your players more likely to stick around and play, which they should. Um, you know, one of the things I just thought about from the Notre Dame standpoint is because they don't have a conference championship, in theory, they do get a buy in the playoffs, right? Because they're not playing in the conference championship, but that just makes them have to play an extra game. Which, so I guess, I mean, I don't see, there's no way Notre Dame wins three games against, uh you know, the top 12, top 11 teams in the country and wins. So I'm not actually concerned about I it. I mean, you but, could
1: probably say that for just about everybody, but Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama.
0: Potentially. Potentially. You know, it's like going to be a gauntlet. The funny thing is, is that we're doing all of this crap just for Alabama to win again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, which is kind of amusing, but... I'm here for this. I, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. I think that 4 is an, an okay number. I'm not a big fan of expanding, but if we're if we're here, we're here. I
1: think four, let's go ahead. I and think do 4 suck too because 4 is the reason we have this now.
0: I mean, I think BCS was the way to go, but we can't go backwards, right? So this is what we're doing. And, you know, some of these things we, Eric and I went back over the last few years to look to see who would have played who and what would have been the way that things worked out. UCF would have played Alabama first round the year that they said that they were national champions, which like way to get exactly what you said you wanted. And it would not have been a good outcome at all. Um, Some of the matchups would have been really cool. I'm pretty sure it was either this year or last year. Florida would have played Baylor, which would have been an interesting game. Um, there just would have been some fun matchups that we don't ever see. And from that aspo- aspect, that's cool.
1: And this, so you will agree, though, that this has completely rendered the regular season meaningless, right?
0: Yeah, which I hate. Yeah. Because that that's, was the, pro- that's that the was thing the- about college football that is. You, you, that's why I'm against the playoff in general, though. Right. That's why I like the BCS system because, a, because I, I like that every game matters.
1: You made a statement earlier that a team that handles their business and does what they need to, you know. Blah, blah, blah. It should get in over this, you know, over this team that maybe just won their conference that was down. What I will say about, you know, Eric's argument and thoughts on that, if it is four conference champions and you have an eight and five Pac 12 team that wins it, like they're going to give it to the other four conference champions. Like, I'm not that worried about that. No, have we ever, ever, I've never, which
0: also kind of makes it even more arbitrary, though, right? Well, like for, I, in favor of his argument, if only four of five get it, no matter what, no matter who the conference champions are, it kind of makes it a little weird that it is a conference champion as a precursor. Well, you are going to have you are going to have point. Notre
1: you are going to have Notre Dame added to that, and then you know for what it's worth, you are also I, I don't think it has to be a Power Five conference. I think it can just be. It any, does
0: no. It has to be a Power Five conference. To get, so so a to get a buy
1: so a group of five can never get a buy is Correct. the way it's written.
0: Is the way that it's written. See that currently. to me that
1: to me that's kind of weird. I, I think that they should qualify for it. not that I think it would all be kind of judgment based, but you know, if Cincinnati runs the table and is sitting at like sixth in the country and your options are a, a 10 and two Oklahoma or like you said, an eight and five Pac-12 team, then I think Cincinnati should get it. You know, I yeah, think that yeah, I think well, I think I, you would I think you would reserve that for teams like Boise and Cincinnati and UCF that are there year after year after year. But, I mean, I think you should have that option. I mean, why not?
0: Sure. But and uh, when i I want to clarify when I said that I think that, you know, if you take care of business, I'm meaning that for this buy. That is not my argument if we're only talking about four teams. I do understand only being able to play the teams in front of you, but I also want to see the guest best game possible. And if you took care of business, but you are not, one of the top four teams in the country. I'm sorry for you, but I don't want to see you in a playoff game. Well, if my option is to have four teams there, yeah. but if it's 12 based
1: on that, yeah, I'm okay with it. Well, and to me, I'm not because you, you said I want to see teams take care of their business and you're going to have some four lost teams in this 12 game playoff. Right. Sure. And that's like, that's not taking care of business, you know, at all, you know? And so, but it's the way
0: your conference is designed. I will be interested to see if they get rid of divisions in conferences going forward because sometimes your conference champion is essentially gifted that title because of the way the divisions are set up and played out that year. It's not necessarily even the very best team in their conference, right? So uh, I'll be interested in there. Like if you like, let's say, So Alabama and LSU are in the same conference. Let's pretend it's 2008 or 2009 or 10 or whatever. And LSU and Alabama are probably the two best teams in the country, but they play in the same division. So one of them will be left out going to the conference championship, even with the opportunity to play in the conference champion, even if they're the two best teams in the entire country. Right? So, I yeah, think, I mean, I think that's just
1: college football. I mean, that's the way it's always been. But, but not. State but and but there's no
0: parity in the way that we do conference champions. Not everybody has divisions. Some conferences you play everybody. I mean, that's your Some conferences. Co- like, that's
1: your conferences decision. So right? that's
0: what I right. Think, but that's know, why seems, I'm wondering if this will rid- go away. No, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I, be I, I think I to too many
1: rivalries that would be eliminated by it. You don't
0: have to change the schedules at all, right? You just have to have the two best teams end up in the conference championship. And I think so be I don't to... know. I'll be interested to see if there'll be more of a push Is there talk to make about sure – I, uh, no, just me. I don't oh, know. Okay. I, was I say, don't know if they're talking about me. that. I'm just interested to see if it's something that will be discussed moving forward because that is a handicap in some conferences if two of your best teams are in the same division. Not everybody's the ACC Listen, and kids yeah, who they thought were going to be the two best teams this, on opposite edges of the conference.
1: This is uh, not me talking smack, but This is completely me talking back. I think you guys need to hope that doesn't happen. I think you have a, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that would that be. Ba- I think that would be bad for Florida right now. Florida yeah, only yeah. has to beat Georgia. Like that's all you have to do to make the SEC championship. You just need to either be better, get lucky, get some breaks, whatever. All you gotta do is right. beat Georgia every year. Right. I have a hard time seeing Florida be the second best team in the conference more often than just them beating Georgia, right? Like, so I, right, I don't, right. I think that'd be a bad thing for, for UF. I think that'd be yeah. a good thing for AM. I think that'd be a good thing for anybody in the West. Cause it's a yeah. lot easier to just be second to Alabama than it is to sure. <laughs> to do anything else. Well, right. So, yeah,
0: I mean, cause, cause it's Florida, all very interesting.
1: Florida is competing right now for a trip to Atlanta every year, just beat Georgia. If you're competing right. for second in the sec, you are now competing with Georgia, Alabama, uh, Georgia, A and M, Auburn, and LSU, and then just right. everybody else that's like kind of good here and there, you know, like right. this right, team right. looks into it. So yeah, I think that'd be a bad thing for Florida. So uh, I think that'd I be mean a it might thing. be. I, I think, think, think long term that'd be a great thing for FSU because yeah. we're in the division with Clemson. Like for right, years, right. actually, every year since. Uh, Two thousand. I'm about that would be so
0: good for Texas A&M, for LSU, for Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, there is every, teams that it it would be really good at
1: every year for the good last for. ten years. The winner of the Florida it might be a couple more. It might be 2009. Every year for the last ten or eleven years, the team, the game, the team that has won Florida State Clemson has won the ACC that year, right? Or right. and and obviously gone to the championship. And obviously we're nowhere near them now. But I mean, that'd be a great thing for FSU because eventually, assuming they get back, I mean, Florida State being second in the ACC is not that difficult. Like, who's the second best team in the ACC, right? It's different every year. Like, who knows, right? Right, for so, sure. Um, I think that would benefit Florida State. So maybe we do need to... Um,
0: okay, so I can't read it, but I just Googled because I'm not a member of the Atlantic, but they have a, a, a article up there right now that says, when new college football playoff format starts, will divisions be harmful? Uh, but I can't read it because I'm not subscribed to it. Send so. it to me, I am. It's like a okay. dollar
1: a month, what do you come on? like pay for this <laughs> <laughs> um, we're in june June thirtieth, three years before this is gonna go into effect two years before this is gonna go into effect, two and a half years, i guess, and um obviously very passionate about this, so I'm excited yeah. for when uh, uh I'm excited uh for it to all kind of go down and happen. Hey, yeah. I I'm say, excited
0: to watch how it plays out.
1: I want to say we're only, um, like nine weeks away from football.
0: I know it's so close. It's, I'm so excited. July 5th is when fall decorations go up in the Wilbur household. We have all of our 4th of July stuff out right now. We're actually going to Disney the 5th and 6th. So I guess the 7th. Oh, thanks for the fall invite. decorations will come out. <laughs> we're actually going with Eric's, um, one of his best friends from college played football with him, Chris Hetland, and his wife and kids. I'm excited about it. But we're going to see the new fireworks because they're back. Oh, by they're Staples. Taro.
1: No, this is by Andy. Um, um, yes, article. I
0: know. And, but I can't read it.
1: I'll read it and give you the cliff notes why I think it's
0: bad okay. for you. Um, I mean, it might be bad for you, F. I just think it's a conversation that's going to be happening. I'm not saying it's good for you, F. I just think it'll be something that will be discussed.
1: Yeah, I don't know if the conferences see that. I guess that'd be the interesting part. And I'll I'll read this and and we'll talk about it. But I I wonder if the conferences care, right? Because they're sending two people regard you know, they're sending the number of teams. They're sending
0: as many as they want. It depends on the conference, right?
1: Well, I I just don't know that eliminating conferences changes how many. Eliminating divisions. I don't know that eliminating divisions would change how many. No, but does it get your best
0: teams there in the right order? I mean,
1: I think so, and here's the example. I know we're wrapping it up and we got to go. I think so because, um, say, Florida and, and Alabama were, were going last year. Um, those would have still, like in the final college football playoff rankings, those would have still been the top two. Oh, no, it, it would have gotten the best two teams there. A&M finished ahead of Florida by virtue of that loss that Florida took. And so if Florida would have won – Florida and Alabama would have been the first two teams to go, and if not, A and M and Alabama would have been. the So I think so. I think by virtue of playing that game, it does because if I if, think if the because third- it's not
0: a formula though is what makes it difficult. These are all people sitting around in a room. Uh, discussing and so you could say okay so who's the better team in December is it the same team that was the best team in September do we you know what i mean like there i would agree with you more if it was a formula
1: yeah but i mean with right? the with the committee i mean that's just never going to be possible but i do think my No but i mean you of, by, could seat like, this
0: but with the BCS formula which would make the most sense in my right. mind to seat this 12 team playoff by using that by using something that isn't subjective but here we are with a committee right, you know
1: which is stupid but i think we all knew Florida played well in the second half of that SEC championship game, but I think we all knew that.
0: I don't know fl- that you, know, that you that watched th- that SEC championship game as a member of the playoff committee and then put A and and M in over them.
1: I mean, if you watch the first half, you might, you know. But but you also uh, but you also aren't
0: are. no one played Alabama closer the entire season and it and it depends. Does the committee look at what have you done for me lately? Or the whole thing, and every year it's different, so we don't even know. Yeah, we don't I, know what they look at.
1: I'm I'm fairly confident that they would not have put an eight and three team in over a a, a nine and one. But I agree, Florida play them closer. I know that that's something that they're working on the banner right now for that. For um, oh, shut
0: up. I no, my point reference. is just we don't know. I also know. think, if I this also was think the they, formula. I think a And M is in. I think that that's not necessarily the case. I think it's like ninety
1: percent. I think it like like last year the way it went down. I know that you wear the surprise
0: surprise. I I know that I know
1: that you wear the orange and gold or the uh, orange and blue glasses. But uh, yeah, I think I think they also would look at the fact that like yeah, Florida lost that game by six, but they got the ball back with like what two minutes, and then Alabama just kind of like played prevent defense because they knew they were up two scores. I mean, I think if you're going to really get meticulous about it, yes, Florida Florida did score late to make it appear closer than it was. But, you know, Florida never had the ball. please.
0: You watch that game with me. That was a close game. That was a nail-biting game.
1: Florida never had the ball with a chance to win until there were like 15 seconds left. And they had like 80 yards to go and no timeout. So, I mean, it it was fun. It was competitive. There was a lot of points. But I don't think Alabama was ever nervous about losing the game. Right? Like, Alabama never was on defense with a chance to lose. Right? I know Florida scored late to make it look closer than it was. But it was a 14-point game with five minutes to go. Right. And Alabama yeah. backed it off and Florida scored. Credit to them. Great job. Made it look closer. But I don't think anybody ever really thought Alabama was never in danger of losing the game. Florida never took the lead. It never, you know, like I, I don't know. So, um, yeah, no, I've got him in over you guys. Sorry. Um, well, I got him in over surprise. you guys this year too.
0: <laughs> right. Which um, is kind of my point in this whole conversation. <laughs> we knew where you stood on this before the game happened. But I digress. Let's wrap it up. We'll, we'll pick this up another week because we have a Hopefully few weeks Hopefully not a three-week
1: break between um, – No,
0: we won't. No more three-week breaks. <sighs> I don't have any more vacations except for my little two-day stay at Disney the rest of the summer. I'll be here.
1: Scott and us are – we're going with Scott to Disney the next week, so I hope you're jealous.
0: Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> um, all right, cool. Thanks so much for hanging out and listening. Thanks for listening through our rant and uh, fight tonight. We appreciate – you guys for joining us and, uh, giving us some slack on this break that we took. So we'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully next week. Uh, until then, I don't really have a closing line there until then go Noles.